a very popular topic that comes up in a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of is curriculum. A lot of teachers are asking what kind of curriculum can be used for a certain class. Does anyone have this particular textbook? Or I'm teaching this class next year. Does anyone know of curriculum lessons, textbooks that could go along with that? And I want to let you know that when I first started teaching, the idea of using someone else's curriculum was almost looked down upon. Like you couldn't hack it because you couldn't write your own stuff which is completely backward, especially if you are teaching multiple preps. One of the ways to really help beat the burnout of a multiple prep teaching CTE teacher is to use other people's curriculum. In fact, using someone else's curriculum actually is what helped put me on the path of reducing the number of preps that I had. In today's episode, there are some things that I want to talk to you about. So why you might consider using someone's curriculum and whether or not that's a good idea for you. And then if you do choose to use somebody else's curriculum, how to make it your own. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. There are a few reasons why you might consider using someone else's curriculum. First off, if you've got a lot of preps, and quite frankly, you don't have the time to put into all of the research and lesson planning for all of those preps. Another thing would be some curriculums actually offer a professional network of teachers who are also teaching the same curriculum. They can almost be more valuable than the curriculum itself. So that could be a reason that you could possibly want to use someone else's curriculum. And finally, you might be teaching a course that you're not really comfortable with. And if someone else has written a curriculum that can help guide you through the content of that course, you are winning. Before we get into how to make a curriculum your own, I do want you to think about where you're going to be finding this curriculum and whether or not it fits your needs. Episode one, it talks about how to determine your essential standards, how to get your class down to eight or 10 standards so that you have enough time to teach those standards. And there's also a workbook that goes along with that episode, and you can download it at kristenmasick.com forward slash standards. You will want to know your standards, specifically your essential standards, before you start tackling your curriculum, because there is a lot out there. And there's a lot of activities and there's a lot of other things that might not actually be your essential standards, but they look really awesome. But once you determine your standards, they just don't fit. And where you're limited on your time, you really, really want to make sure that those standards are being met so that you don't have to end up writing curriculum to fill those needs. While I'm not against investing in yourself, you really should see if your school or your district will actually pay for the purchase and the training of that curriculum. So let's get into how to make a curriculum, someone else's prepared curriculum, your own. 
My second year teaching was the first time that I was exposed to a curriculum that my district purchased, and they actually sent me to a training. And the training was a very in-depth and a very long training, two weeks, where I actually went to another state and learned how to teach the curriculum. And the teacher that was teaching it, he actually explained it that here's the curriculum and we give you so much because we want it to be a refresher for the teachers and then you can make it your own because each lesson literally had like 80 PowerPoint slides. And if I were to give that to my students, it would just be terrible and so boring and no one would ever want to go into that field if I taught it that way. So then a couple years later, same curriculum company, different trainer. And they were actually saying that I needed to teach it with fidelity. We're giving you all of this so that you do this on this day and this time so that if anyone knows they've taken this particular class that was a nationally known class that you would be getting this exact curriculum. Now, I'll be honest, and I actually liked what the first instructor said, and so I disregarded what the second instructor said. Because really, when it comes down to it, we are there for our students, and we know our students best. You know your students the best. You know what they need and how they need it. So we already talked about determining your essential standards for your class. Now, when you get a curriculum, especially if it is an entire course, you need to determine the essential standards within that curriculum. There might be things that you're not going to get to because they don't fit under your essential standards umbrella. And as a reminder that those essential standards should be yours, but also they would hopefully align up with your state standards if your state has standards for that particular course. And if you want a refresher on how to determine those essential standards, make sure you go back to episode one and you can Marie Kondo your essential standards and really make your course concise. Next, you need to review the materials extensively. And remember, you're not coming up with the curriculum. You're taking something that somebody else has already done. And by determining those essential standards, you've probably put several things on the back burner of, it would be nice if we could get to that, but it's not going to be essential. I'm going to target these other things first. Then look at your students and what they're going to relate to. So one of the classes that I taught had a project where they were to design a toy for a Happy Meal and my kids weren't into that at all. Like they weren't excited about Happy Meal toys. I don't know if they ever had Happy Meal toys. I'm not really sure what it was because as a kid when I was growing up, it was all about the Happy Meal toy. So we had to switch that project around so that it was something that they were excited about. Remember that it's okay to add something of your own here. Granted, you don't want to replace the entire year's worth of curriculum because that makes it not worth even getting somebody else's curriculum. Be sure to try out the assignments and the projects that someone else has put together because they might be off a little bit on the timing. Maybe they say that something takes a week when in reality it would take your students a day. So you'll want to double check and make sure that the timing and the pacing works out with your students and you will also want to determine and decide how are you going to provide feedback and how are you going to assess your students. 
a lot of curriculums come with assessments and so you will want to preview those and verify make pre and post assessment verify that the vocabulary that you are planning on using matches the vocabulary of those assessments but then there's also some curriculum that doesn't come with the assessments and so you will need to create those so make sure that you have an idea of what you are going to need to create on your own versus what is already there. And then that will help you plan out your course because you know what's existing and what needs to be created. We're at the point in the episode where we are going to review what has been discussed. So the first thing is, don't feel bad about using someone else's curriculum, especially when you are teaching multiple preps because it could save your life by not having to prepare so much content. So there are some reasons why you might be a good candidate for using someone else's curriculum. And the biggest one is that you're teaching multiple preps and that you don't have the time to plan that much content. Once you do determine that a curriculum is something that you can benefit from, you do need to make it your own. Make sure you use your essential standards and that you align that curriculum with what you deem as important. And if you need help with that, check out the worksheets for the determining your essential standards, which is kristenmasick.com forward slash standards. And then make sure that you give yourself some time to review the materials so that you can really personalize it and make it for you and your students, how you teach and how your students learn. And then verify that what needs to be made by you or what's already there specifically looking at assessments. How are you going to determine that your students have learned those things that you need them to learn? Are you considering using someone else's curriculum? If so, send me a DM and let me know what are some key takeaways from this episode that you are planning on implementing as you work through that curriculum for next school year. The best place to come and hang out with me is on Instagram. It is at khrisk. T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. And if you haven't already and you need to determine your essential standards, check out that workbook at kristenmasick.com forward slash standards. Until next time.